0: Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast, The Inner Peace Pilgrimage. I'm Caroline Rena, and here, let the ride inside adventure begin. I will share what it's like on my own inner peace journey, and through what I learn and become aware of, provide insight to your journey as well. Hey everyone, I'm Caroline Rena, and this is the Ride of My Life podcast, and there's some major, major, major things happening right now, shifting, and I can't even begin to go into all of it, but um, I'm starting out here today with Jane Ritz, or if you're from Charlotte, you would know her, Charlotte, North Carolina, you'll know her as Jane the Guide, And I asked her and she so lovingly received my invitation to come on here today with me. And basically what we're doing is um, the next part of the journey is um, inner peace for me going deeper and I'm preparing to leave North Carolina to head out to Colorado. And as part of the journey, I decided to do a cacao ceremony, which I've never done before. And Miss Jane facilitates, along with a bunch of other stuff which you can talk about, uh, the cacao ceremony. And so I'll let her kind of talk a little bit about, um, I'm kind of gonna do this the same way I do my, my other interviews, but it'll be shorter. And then she'll talk a little bit about the cacao ceremony and then I'll just give what my experience was and what's happening um, to kind of start this fall journey rolling. So thank you. Thanks for like creating
1: and, and, and sharing this, this really vulnerable experience called your life.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like it literally like
1: to share the ride of your life. Like that's kind of a thing, a thing,
0: like it's a big thing. It's a big deal. I know. You know. And, and, and she knows I'm scared to death to do this, but this is all new. So she's here to support me and I'm grateful. So we're going to start off with just a question, um, kind of like what you do. We'll start there soul short version of what you do because i know you do a lot yeah yeah. go ahead um i do the bippity boppity boos (laughs) um
1: so uh quantum spirituality has kind of been my my thing which is really connecting the micro to the macro to the infinite to the infinite (laughs) and -hmm. to the infinite love that is within all of Mm -hmm. us and that remembrance that reclaiming the recognition and the remembering and that 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 and then supporting people in using that remembrance of the divinity within mm-hmm. with really real tools, I guess, mm-hmm. whether it's the tools of the knowledge of the science behind it or the, the actual neurological tools or emotional tools or whatever creative tools so that people can can move in their, their purpose and their path from their unique heart-centered space. Mm-hmm. So for me, that looks like having one-on-one clients for personal sessions. I offer uh, cacao ceremonies. I work with a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs and creatives oh, wow. okay. to um, create their their path and purpose because it's because everything is about me, right? Because everything is about you. Everything's about so me, right? Each
0: other, yeah. And it's like we met for a reason. I know, it's yeah. A a lot lot
1: that. so <laughs> and like my purpose is, is so that everybody lives their heart's purpose. Yes. Instead of some egoic based mind trip system that was indoctrinated into Mm -hmm. them
0: Mm -hmm. because we've all lived through that. And that's just not fun. It's it's not fun. It's lies. It's not who we are. Yes. That's what I normally, you know, share with people. It's like these things that we were told. (laughs) <laughs> that aren't the truth about who we are, and that's the journey is going in and finding that truth.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just it's like all these conditions and imprints, and like I see them as like stamps yes. on us yes. that we're like seeing and recognizing and clearing off. But to me, those stamps are so confining to the actual truth with a capital T and the yeah. heart of of pure creation and its fullness. And, and that way of living is just really boring. And I'm really like, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. so over that like patriarchal control system. Yeah. And for yeah. me, if I get to live in a world where you're actually creating from your heart, that means it's unique.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: divine. It's, it's something that has this literally a blueprint that only you have. Right. And that it's like letting me be a witness to that. And that witnessing of that to me is, it activates something within each of us mm-hmm. that it literally like lights our soul up so that we're inspired to do our own thing. So for me, the more, the more people are living from their heart, the more I'm like, yes. So whatever it takes, uh, I guide people to that. It's, yeah,
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. And, and what is your, give me just a little real quick of what your background is. So people know where you're, where you're pulling that from. Well, story so, and like, yeah, real uh, what do you call it? Like the, you... the, the papers that prove the yeah thing. that stuff. Okay. The proof, the That's validation.
1: Proof. <laughs> the proof of that, yeah. Um, so mm, I have, I've studied and have the degrees in, um, like earth science, geology and psychology. Okay. Um, and then I had 15 years of, um, a career as a hairstylist working with people's third eye crown and perception of self through reflection.
0: Unbeknownst to me.
1: Right. Um, wow. Right. <laughs> it, it's so fun. And, um, and a lot of my journey for what I know now is through lived experience, hands mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was the girl that was so deeply embedded in that program mm-hmm. that like I was um, Botoxed. I had breast implants. My hair was blonde. I was like living the American dream with a very successful, creative, loving husband. Mm -hmm. And was just extremely miserable and killing myself. Yeah. Um, You know, I got to experience a lot of addictions with Mm -hmm. everything from food to relationships to drugs, alcohol, like whatever, distraction, television. Um, And so then I've gotten all these through my healing process and my journey. It's like a lot of my knowledge that I've gained through the quantum perspective, that divine perspective, Mm -hmm. was from my own healing journey yes and then through my spiritual studies i'm like oh snap that's what the buddha talked about that's what that was or i or people will say i know a little buddha we got a Buddha here <laughs> like um, the happy or,
0: buddha it is a happy buddha i love that
1: he's got a fat belly like because right? we're supposed to <laughs> anyway um and then you know people would ask me have you read greg braden have you read joe Dispenza? and i'm like i have no idea who you're talking about but it was what I was downloading and Uh seeing and sharing. Yeah. So it's like, I have all of this like school knowledge, experiential knowledge, divine downloads, and then reflections of like that validation Mm
0: -hmm. in Mm -hmm. all these ways. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to fill in a little bit about what, um, your, your like story as deep as you can get? um, you know, tra- trauma, whatever, yeah. whatever that was. That's, always fun to do. That's, that's why I'm here. We just want to share traumas and then we can bring out the light, right? <laughs> yes.
1: I think so. I love my traumas so much yeah. because I've realized that first of all, every single one of them, um, have, have been literally such a gift and such a tool. And I'm talking from like the physical, um, violence that I've been able to experience from the um, emotional neglect and abuse um, that has been reflected back to me by professionals in the psychology mm-hmm. realm. They're
0: like, mm-hmm. oh, good, you a PTSD. You got Let's like do some EMDR. Now we're on complex PTSD. Right? right? <laughs> yeah, this is so good. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so
1: awareness, awesome. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, from from growing up, I've, I've been able to really experience uh, multifaceted traumas. So for example, uh, I grew up, I don't look any like anyone in my family. Everyone has straight hair or they're blonde with straight hair mm-hmm. and they have like blue eyes. So I have an older brother and I would I get really brown. My melanin is very sensitive and it activates and I get super brown. Mm-hmm. So as a child um, for example my brother would tell me that I was adopted and that I was from Africa because I looked partially black Mm -hmm. at least and um so my mom I love her so much thought it would be funny to just be like haha yeah I'll show you your birth certificate to prove that you're actually from Africa so then she had this moment where she was looking for my birth certificate okay and then human her couldn't find it and so she had her human moment of oh crap I actually lost my kids birth certificate (laughs) right so she got totally so she forgot about the joke so for five years This joke was my reality, that I was adopted, that my real family didn't want me, and that my current family, that was why they were emotionally neglective and abusive and abusive. Until one day, my mom, I don't know, I just went up to her and I'm just like, it's okay, mom, like, you don't have to love me, you don't have to like me, like, I get it. Wow. And she was like, why do you say that? I'm like, well, because you're not my mom, like, it's okay, you really don't have to love me. And she was like, what do you mean? Like we said, like y'all said I was adopted and she was like, well, that was a joke.
0: So How like, old were you when all that happened though? Cause that's not a good joke for, a kid. it's really not. I mean,
1: like the extreme formative years, probably yeah. like four till uh, whatever. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. That like wow. th- those formative years, um, on top of like having family members abruptly leave my life and never seeing them again. Wow. And, and so like, so like, just, just thinking about just that core, those core traumas mm-hmm. And then everything that was imprinted just in the program of I need to look a certain way to be loved, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: which was not like me. Right. You know, I get that. And no matter how you look, you're told that whatever you look like is not right. right. You know, you're supposed to look different.
0: Yeah. Especially as women. I mean, we're we've got these magazines and we're supposed to be like adhering to these certain ways of doing things. Like most of the time when I'm on this thing that I'm doing here, I don't wear makeup because I don't want to. Yeah. I want to be organic. You know, yes. Right now I didn't put makeup on, so but that's different, but yeah, it's, it's not good yeah. for women for that, but go ahead. it's not, it's no. not.
1: And that's the, that is that patriarchal program that we talked about at the top, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, and I believed all of those messages. Yeah. I really
0: took them to heart.
1: Right. You know, that, um, that when I get married, I'll be happy because I'll be loved. I'll be smart enough because I'll have the proof that I finished school.
0: Mm-hmm. Then I'll be
1: lovable. You know, so I had all of these deep seated beliefs that
0: I basically am not worthy of love. And so there's the not good enough. Exactly. Most of us, probably all of us carry some of that. Totally. Totally. You know, and so,
1: and, and so then, you know, all of these experiences manifested in me making what some would look at as bad decisions, whatever big opportunities for me to like have experiences. that I can actually be of service to those who are experiencing homelessness, those who are marginalized, underserved. Like whatever you name mm-hmm. it, I'm mm-hmm. able to serve. Yes. And so like, I'm grateful and just a full, full solid chunk of a lifetime of just traumas, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things that happened. And, and I know I'm not the only one, but being in a woman body, oftentimes our no's aren't heard and people take liberties without mm-hmm. really full cool consent, or we are guilted to, um, and, and peer pressured into consent in, in many, many ways. Yeah. Um, which just
0: leads to deeper forms of trauma to reiterate that I'm not enough for love because look what just happened to me. Yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not even true. It's not even true. None of it's true. I mean, we come into this, onto this earth plane as beautiful beings, the babies that we come in as, and it's like all of those lies and all of the teachings and education and yada, 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 all that stuff teaches us how to not be who we are and it puts us in a box. And it's like a lot of, a lot of people that I've met, including me, I don't belong in the box. I was 43 when I found out that I don't, that I'm not even supposed to be in the box. I've been trying to fit in mm. to the box and I don't like it. It's too confining and I'm not confinable. <laughs> I'm so curious. I have a
1: question. Did it, um, did it ignite anger when you recognize
0: that you were in that box, were you like, like the Hulk or were you like, no, I was like, like how did you? My, my anger went in, I held all my anger. So, nice. and I, my anger was crying. So that's how I expressed my anger until I was taught when the first time that I took my, I went, I took a, um, a spiritual coaching course and my, my coach who was also a student, he's like, well, do you know what it looks like to get angry? And I'm like, okay, let me think. So well, think about a guy who's getting angry. I'm like, oh yeah. So the veins are popping out in his neck and his fists are, and he's like, get angry. And so at the time I was married to my second husband practicing mm-hmm. um, and he was very good at getting externally angry. And he helped me actually walk through some of this stuff. Yes. So he took me out to the garage and he set up this tire and handed me a baseball bat and he's like, all right. And he wrote the names of all the people I needed to be angry with. <laughs> and he said, okay, oh. on, on the tire. And he's like, okay, hit the tire. And I was like, he's like, what are you doing? <gasps> 20 minutes it took me. And he starts saying, yell, not yelling at me, but right. he's like yelling. This is things that I would hear from these, whoever these people were. And that started hitting. it. eventually, at twenty minutes, I started doing that. So that's wow. how I finally figured out how to pull that anger out of me. So there are people out there who stuff anger, and that's not good for our health, and it's not good for our sanity. Mm-mm. And I hope I answered your question because yeah. I always go on tangents. No, know I, I, I love that. it. Okay, cool. yeah, because because
1: yeah. when we when we start to really connect with the humans. Right. The human that we are. Mm-hmm. We that means that we connect with grief and with anger yes. and rage yes. and joy and yes. pleasure and ecstasy. Yes. And we have not been taught how to feel, experience,
0: acknowledge, name, and move through any of that. No. And the and the sad piece is is like at least as women, we are, even though we're like for me as a highly sensitive, and I'm sure you are too. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, mm-hmm. you're too this, you're too that. And I was like, and and but we still have those emotions and we still show them. For men, at least in our generation, they were taught not to show emotions. Now, Mm -hmm. guess what? We all have tear ducts. We all cry. It's actually, when we cry, there's a chemical that comes out that clears us out. And that's what helps to heal. So going through grief and crying is an important step. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel good in the moment, but the moment doesn't last that long. No.
1: Well, oh, and can you imagine, right? So, you know, like that's the way we're literally moving that energy, right? We're, we're like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling sadness. Tears just happen yes. or anger or joy or whatever. And and we've been shamed yes. in that expression, yep. Yep. but it's really funny because it's literally just a transmutation of one energy form to another, Yeah. right? So mm-hmm. it's taking say anger and moving it, releasing it so that it's peace or contentment or even joy or, or whatever that is acceptance. And, and that's been shamed and like poo pooed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of. And, and yet, you know, we are not told to hold in our pee. We're not told, don't, you should be ashamed if you've got to poop today. How dare <laughs> you? You should not be a pooper. That we're literally alchemizing the energy. It's the same exact thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When we sweat, we mm-hmm. are alchemizing energy. But we would never deodorant like antiperspirant all over our body
0: that's right because we yeah. would be like well that's just dumb yeah we'll get sick right yes right yes we will get sick right and that's, that's the same what, with emotions exactly we'll get sick if we hold them in and that's exactly what happens in yeah disease or you know when people whatever people call it nowadays, yeah well dis-ease yeah. yes that's it that's it that's it it's no, yes. no, ease. no ease, no ease for that. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's just something. And, and so, okay. So being here with Jane is important for me because I just want you to know that, um, in this part of this journey, it's like, I want to share this cacao ceremony. <laughs> so perfect segue, perfect segue. So here's, here's the thing I can't do because I'm highly sensitive. I can't do, um, what do do they call the uh like ayahuasca and plant medicines? plant medicines yeah there are certain plant medicines that have like the entheogens yeah what she knows what i don't know what it is i just know i can't do them because they're probably way overpowering for me because i i mean i literally i can't even drink a glass of wine without getting my my mouth numb okay I, i used to be able to drink wine um So I don't do that anymore. So I decided a couple of weeks ago, after a friend of mine mentioned Jane does a cacao ceremony, I'm like, I've been wanting to do a cacao ceremony for a couple of years, but just haven't gotten around to it. And so I decided to do it. And, um, before I went, I contacted her and I'm like telling her about my, you know, thoughts and ideas and even this, you know, doing this, doing this, uh, little conversation we're having. And, um, so she's, she's getting excited. I'm getting excited. And then, and I'm calm. It was weird. I was calm because this isn't cacao is chocolate for the most part without the sugars and the milk. And, you know, it's just natural, naturally occurring um, compounds compounds it. Yeah. So um, anyway, last night I was just, I was really calm about the whole thing. And I recognized I did get, I did get the hot water duty because um, I needed to do something last night just to keep my mind occupied because I wasn't sure what was gonna happen. So she gave me hot water duty and it, and it worked. The thing didn't unplug and we still had hot water. Yay. Anyway, so the, pa- the the like conversation or the things that you talked about beforehand, like everything was just hitting. she, she had a, a an altar in the center with like rose petals, very, very divine feminine, the expectation initially, because I remember you said that it's like all, all these women signed up for this and there were no men. Well, there happened to be three or four last night. Yeah. 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 And that was, that was interesting, but they're all divine feminine, not, how do I say that they're, they're, they're connected to their divine feminine, um, uh, compassion and love and, you know, whatever. And so we have people were there. There were 39, 30, I was going to say 40, yeah. yeah. A lot of people in this beautiful space called the Big Love Yoga Barn. And that is in, it is in Plaza Midwood in Charlotte. Okay, okay, so I'm not from this area. So I'm just kind of leaning in and fitting trying to find my way around here. Um, So I'm in this place and it's an incredible, incredible um, location. And uh, so at the beginning, we, we go, we go up with our little, cups. <laughs> our little cups and I don't know, was I not supposed to get like a whole? I probably shouldn't have gotten a hole. No, you were, I was okay with a half a cup of chocolate uh, it, or of the, you, Yeah. You got a, you got a full that like, was a ceremonial full? grade dose. I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought, Ooh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you snuck it in there. So mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a little less. Like, so I knew you could handle it. Okay. Like, cause I
1: tapped in and like, yeah. there'll be some people that I'm like, I tap in. I'm like, no, you don't need. And then the others like I'll pour it. And then I'm like, so you're getting more. That's like, I just, I listen to this guidance because it's like, it, I don't have the barrier of my ego. Cause I just know it's in the highest good, but no, you were, you were, yeah, you got to, Oh my those, God. Okay. Which is a quarter of a cup. It's a quarter it's of a cup course, like, of cacao. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like eating a big candy
0: bar, but not. Not right. So, and then there's options. There's options to add like ginger or, um, different types of flavor, flavorings, but they're all like, were they all natural? Mm Because I didn't eat. They're all natural, organic. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, so the, the decision was, and she said, well, taste it before you go over there and do that. So I tasted it and I can do bitter. I can handle bitter. So cacao What's the percentage on this? On it is 100. It's 100. Whoa, okay. Yeah. So it's not like you're selling the candy bars and no. you know Trader Joe's at 80 percent or whatever 70. Yeah. A high. No. So it's 100 percent and it's bitter, but it's not that bitter. At least not for me. So I'm like, huh. I think I'm just gonna do it. Yay. So I didn't put anything in it, and I went and sat down, and then you did this amazing talk, and I'm listening to this, and it's not like, it's not like this. She's very grounded. She's very connected. And like, it was almost as if you were talking just to me, which I think is the process of how, yeah. And so I'm listening and I'm like, she's saying all the words. She's saying all the words that I know. And it's like, so for me last night, I in the past few months, I've been working with my ancestors. So I brought, what are those, what's the stone with the um, flower on it? You call, you call it, it your ancestor stone. Yeah, but, but if, I forget what it's called. I, I have a friend of mine who knows stones and I can't remember. Um, but it has a white looking flower on it and it and it actually comes that way as the stone. So oh, it was dark in there. I thought that was a painting on no, it. No, it's it actually. Oh, I mean I'm gonna see way. that again and like like yeah, okay. We'll have to I'll share yeah. that with you. <laughs> so I brought that because I've been working with my ancestors and we all need to do ancestral healing because all a lot of our trauma comes generationally down through the lineage of wherever you know we came from. And it's all in our DNA. And so we're carrying that. We're here to clear that energy. That's what I believe. So that was one of the things I brought with me and put on the altar. The other thing I brought with me is this necklace, which is the throat chakra. And um, the other piece of all of this is that, um, uh, so so learning how to speak, sharing my truth, being heard, and <clears throat> That went onto the altar too, but there were other pieces of it. So part of my, my logo is a Phoenix. So she's talking about fire last night. And what was the other thing that you said? Um, Oh, I know. I had a conversation with another person that I did an interview with a couple of weeks ago and she offered, or she suggested that I come up with a word for the next year. And my word was rebirth. And that was another thing <laughs> we're talking birth, death, and rebirth. So here I am and I'm listening to this. And I'm like, I think I'm in the right place. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So it all hit. And so I'm ready. I'm breathing. I'm doing the breathing. I'm just sitting there listening to this amazing woman speak, you know, and it's just kind, gentle, you know, loving, um, Energy and connective, very connective. And that's what I remember at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, and also part of the ceremony is there's ec- uh, ecstatic, is that how to pronounce mm-hmm. it? Esta- ecstatic dancing, which um, we ended up doing after. So we went through, I guess, a prayer that you read mm-hmm. and, and then we drank it and I'm sitting there and i am like, got my eyes closed mm-hmm. and I'm just feeling, and I'm like, of course, I'm feeling, waiting for some kind of, you know, hallucinogenic Dr- thing to happen. Dr- and It's not, <laughs> And nothing's happening in that regard and I start to feel relaxed and I start to feel calm and she talks about the um, medicine of, of pachamama of the earth um, and how it uh, heals the body and I, I want you to give a little bit of information on on how this the cacao as a medicine heals because this is really so if you could do that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Share that and yeah. then I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah.
1: So cacao is just, you know, it's, it's an ancient food that basically all of our ancestors ingested and they did it to do so many different things. So they would do it to like come together almost like a tea ceremony, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of like, let's all, let's all really talk. Like we need to connect, let's talk. And they would use it in times of celebration on, uh, in times of, um, just physical healing. Cause it's so just healing for the body. It's got a lot of properties to it. Magnesium and all these other good stuffs. Um, all the good stuffs. Um, but you know, the, the, fun thing is, is that like earth herself is a consciousness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, she has in, she is in an embodied form of infinite intelligence doing her thing. You know, she's not like, well, the crust needs to do this and the ocean has to do that. It's like, I'm not telling my heart how to beat my liver, what to do. Right. right they right. all have their own intelligences and the, it all works together as the whole. And so everything that she creates has its own consciousness to it. Mm -hmm. So the cacao, the consciousness of cacao, when that consciousness and my consciousness or yours or whoever, so I'll say mine, come together, there's like this conversation. There's a Mm co-creation. It's like two lights came together and something else created. And that that brightness of what is co-created with the cacao consciousness and Jane's consciousness is... The healing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's all very heart. Cacao is so the heart. It's a va- it has theobromine in it, which if anyone was doing any research during COVID season, like uh, theobromine was a really healing thing for anyone that had COVID, because it's a vasodilator, opens up the bronchial pathways. It's very healing, and people in certain countries like India that drink a lot of black tea, mm-hmm. again plant medicine, they had lower cases because of the theobromine in it. Okay. You know, um, and it has ananamide in it and phenolethylamine. These are very natural parts of cacao, right? It and it tastes good. It tastes, okay. <laughs> and, and when you buy a cacao in any store, these properties are not in it. Mm. Because it's been heated. Okay. And it's been alkalized.
0: Okay. Well, it's technically been modified into a candy yes. bar or yeah. a you know powder to yep. put in a drink or whatever. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and and
1: and Just and the energetics of it change too because you know Mm -hmm. it goes through packaging, um, processing, people that are grumbling about their job because they've been working in this factory without any windows and they need a break and they're just. They're, so like so they're energetic in, so the, yeah. yeah because yeah. everything is energy. yes right yes. nothing is separate mm-hmm. we're just a bunch of atomic and subatomic grrr, just vibing around yes i am you and you is me exactly
0: <laughs> it is <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy yes. <laughs> right? it's just so, yeah why can't we be taught this i like, know <laughs> <laughs>
1: these are the basics of human yeah like, like humaning 101 is that there is no there's no separation there's no other yeah yeah so it's like, we're uh, learning, we're learning, uh, right? I know uh, Yay, way <laughs> <laughs> to be a way show, that means I have to learn it. Oh, God. yeah, that's right. the hard part. It is. So yeah, so, so it has <laughs> an and, phen- and phenylethylamine in it. So basically those, um, not, not one does one and one does another, but just to put them into one statement, they bind to the THC receptors in the brain. So it doesn't have a THC property. Like you're not going to be like, oh, I'm high, but what it does do, it, it gives you that. Hmm. I just relaxed down a little bit. I okay. just chilled out a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, it also activates the, the they call it the God molecule in the in the mm-hmm. brain and the body. Mm-hmm. It activates that, it mimics that, it is that. So it brings that to light, into form, into recognition, into being felt, which translates into feelings of depending on where someone is when they ingest it, potentially feelings. And experiences of bliss and euphoria, yeah. But not from this like MDMA ecstasy, like whoa. But this like deep nurturing feeling of that, the almost the like an oxytocin. It's yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's
0: just yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. And because it has the theobromine in it, which is that vasodilator, it it increases literally blood flow to the heart, and it also increases inspiration.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. One
1: divine inspiration, but also the ability to take that big full breath. Yes, So that stimulant, it gives you, it gives you this like energy and this like desire. It activates this like deep seated desire within to, to create usually. Yes. Yes. Um, It it increases inspiration and creativity.
0: Well, and then the the stimulant is not, is the breath. It's not Mm -hmm. the actual, it's not the cacao. Cause I was like perfectly, uh, uh, I was just very calm and I don't, I, guess, I think I was in bliss because I was just kind of, uh, you know, doing the dancing and everything and having, and and just connecting. There was this big, huge peace sign and I'm just connecting because that was my word. She also, she also had us um, give our name where we were born and a word that we're looking at and my word was peace. So I'm like, oh, the peace sign. So i stood in front of the peace sign. But go yeah, ahead. Your drift, you had your yeah, focus point. I did. I yes. did. That was cool.
1: Yeah. And, and just, in cacao, you know, whenever I lead And hold ceremonies with this medicine they're all different i really have been grooving (laughs) grooving on the ecstatic dance yeah just because there's so much sacral movement to that and Mm -hmm. we're moving i feel Mm -hmm. we're moving into a timeline where the sacred sacral space is recognized for the the infinite womb of creation that we all have within
0: yes so
1: that's like the next iteration of the new earth is we recognize i am creator and that 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 is within that's the connection yeah yeah and to dance you that's a lot of sac- sacral one physical movement, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have a lot of guilt and shame around even moving their body. So to take the body and to put it in a situation where you are held safely to explore what your body moves like
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is without like, being judged at all. No, yeah, no judgment, <laughs> no judgment. It like it it like fast quantumly leaps you into healing. And you're being held with the consciousness of of this beautiful plant medicine in the container that I'm holding, which I'm really grateful to be able to hold a very large container in a high frequency.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's what it felt like. And and it was interesting because, and, and to add to it, it felt even like everyone else was doing that. It wasn't just you doing it by yourself, because I felt there were times, because I hold, I tend to hold space, so I'm, like, focusing on me, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, maybe I need to hold the space, and then I go back into me, and then I held the space, and it was really, yeah, I'm, and, and then the music, I I probably, I kept waiting for a little more, um, it was very divine feminine, there was a little bit of masculine music in there, because I, I really enjoy the, the the Mm -hmm. drum stuff, um, and, I guess that was you know just connecting with the divine feminine it was really important for us Mm -hmm. to do last night and then um after i was exhausted (laughs) i was exhausted but what i figured out was this medicine or, or the combination of the dance and the medicine together was when we exercise it it creates our blood to flow more. And so obviously the plant medicine is going through our body more. So it's got more option opportunity, whatever to clean things out. And so, and I'm not going to get into detail, but there was a lot of cleansing going on. And I just felt like right after it, I I just felt like I needed, I wanted to lay down. I really wanted to lay down, but I wasn't allowing myself to do that, which I probably needed to. And I also needed to eat because I could cause I didn't do that. So I needed to take care of myself and I knew I needed to take care of myself. And, but it was so like connective. I, I met so many amazing people last night and I used to have, um, groups that I've, that I connected with when I lived in Florida that were, um, that were similar, but it was more of the, more of the, um, what it, how to, I don't want to use the word that I usually use.
1: Like very esoteric.
0: Very esoteric, yeah. So they're all, it's and it's beautiful and it was a good experience. There was, it didn't feel grounded and I felt so grounded last night and esoteric. So it was like that, the, the, the father sky, mother earth connection in the heart. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, so I'm talking my way through this kind of explaining what it felt like. And then, you know, everybody was just so... Kind and gentle and and loving and it, it wasn't a and it didn't even feel like like a fest fest I guess mm-hmm. it was, no it was just mm-hmm. it was very grounding and very like I'm ve- I'm extremely um, logical and left brain and it brought them it, it was like it brought my my brain together and you know and then just kind of dropped in and then. I don't know. I mean, that's, it was probably one of the most, uh, incredible experience I've had where I was still coherent <laughs> and didn't feel, um, ashamed. I didn't feel nervous about being in front of people dancing. I just did it. And maybe part of it was probably the healing work that I've been doing, but that's what this is about, you know? And I was, I'm so grateful that I've had that opportunity because you, yeah, I mean, this is, this i agree. Yeah. She's, she's a good, she's a good, uh, facilitator of cacao ceremony. And I love ceremony anyway, but, um, I do too. It's just so
1: fun to like, to come together, to come back
0: yeah, to, to yes. whatever that is. Yeah. And to yeah. have
1: like a container set, right? Whether you're like having a ceremony by yourself at home, yeah. You know, with with your matcha in the morning, but just doing something in a sacred container with like reverence and intention. Yeah. To me that's yeah. what supports that healing process.
0: Yeah. And it and it is important, like I can tell you right now that I I this is one of the things that I need to <laughs> work on, but staying in the container. When you stay in that container, Things shift when you bounce out into social media and you bounce out into the world and you bounce out. It's like, take that time in the morning to stay in the container. I'm saying that as much to myself. Like, so, yeah. so, I'm not the only one that does that. No. Whoa, you do too? Oh, yeah.
1: I, okay. I, I, I like, let me check this real quick. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like in the meditation and I'm like, I'm in it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I get a hit yeah. of like, and I don't know if it's like, like a habitual um, dopamine hit uh-huh. where I, where I'm like, reach for the phone. Or it's some like divinely guided hit where I'm like, I need to check this. And and nine times out of 10, it's, it's It's a thing that I needed to see Mm -hmm.
0: that Mm -hmm. furthered it. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I I still don't like doing it. I don't either. (laughs) It's like, leave it, leave it alone already. (laughs) Put it away. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to share real quick um, is like the purpose behind these meetings with people or connecting with people like Jane is to, um, because I'm on my journey to find inner peace and I've been doing it, but it's getting deeper. And I don't know what to expect. I'm going, I'm following guidance and I'm going out on the road and I'm connecting with people and I feel safety in this. So it's all good. And one of the things that I wanted to do was find out, um, like for me, you gave your story what just real quick, if you could share, like, some of the things that you've done to find or that you do other than meditation or whatever to find your, you know, peace and what that looks like, what that feels like mm. for you. Thanks
1: for asking that because it, I just realized that, you know, it's like I do what I need to do in the now. Yeah. And that has been the biggest lesson. So, for example, there are sometimes for me, For me to come back to peace, it is, it is just like to remove myself from a situation Mm -hmm. and, and like come back. Sometimes it's, I need to go to meditation. Sometimes it's, I need to take a nap. Sometimes I need to dance. Sometimes I need to yell. Sometimes I need to write. Sometimes I need to paint, but, but that, but that to me, that is how I feel. We truly find peace is when we find enough of our own inner voice or source voice, cause there's no difference
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we can hear that voice so clearly that we can then follow that guidance. We are moving in peace to deepen a sense of peace amidst the chaos that is
0: around us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's different. It's different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, just because, you know, you like painting, you like meditating, you like, you know, I like, I don't paint, but I will Um, but I love to sing and I love to dance and I love to journal because I like to write and you know, that type of thing. So it's however you find it. I just wanted, I just wanted Jane to give an example of what, Mm -hmm. what she does, because sometimes when we're out in the world and it's just like, "Ah!" you know, I, I, one of the things that I do that I've learned how to do, and I don't remember a lot of, but driving down the road and you know how a lot of us, especially if we're near an interstate or we're on an interstate that's busy. And people drive, especially around a full moon, like we're having right now, they drive a little crazy. So I imagine myself, I've learned how to do this. I imagine myself as a soul with all these other souls driving. It's Mm -hmm. not the cars, it's the souls. And I'm like, it brings that peace to me. And I've noticed that I just take a deep breath and I'm like, look at all these souls. This soul just happens to be in a (laughs) a little little bit of a rush. (laughs) (laughs) And... So, okay, they cut off, and, and I used to be that person who would just immediately, you know, whatever, but now I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go over here. <laughs> you go that way, I'll go this way, yes. you know, the feeling, like, that bliss that I feel from my soul when I when I just imagine myself and everyone else is that soul on the road. That's been helping me. You know, I don't know if that would help you or not. I'm just sharing what helps me, um, but Yeah. So just wanted to bring that out. And then, um, let's see, I don't know really if there was anything. Did I miss anything? I don't know. Did you want to share anything about um, anything else that I didn't cover? No, I just want to expand on what you
1: just shared, the seeing all the souls. Yeah. You know, and I think that, that when we can see ourselves in each other, like, the, the last time I really, like, speaking about the road, last time I was, whatever the last time was that I was driving and someone, like, cut me off or did some which something really brilliant. <laughs> and I remember the middle finger came up and I yelled an expletive and I called him a name. It was probably, like, a turd burglar or something like that. Like, it wasn't anything too bad. But anyway, and then I started laughing so hard because I was like, I just cut myself off that is me in that car. Yeah. It's it's a version of me. It's an aspect of me. It's a timeline of me. Mm -hmm. It is a a fractal of the whole. It is a spirit. It is a source. It is. And I just like, I just like basically, um, yelled and flipped off God.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or source or creator or whatever, whatever word resonates.
0: Well, and for those of you who have a hard time recognizing that there are certain, that there are certain individuals who, have no problem being cruel to people, that calling them God um, can be a challenge. Oh yeah. And the the thing is, is that, and this is something that I did with my mother. um, I didn't have her in my life most of my life. And I was angry with her. And at one point, like five years ago or something, I can't remember right now, I had an opportunity to do forgiveness work around her. But I couldn't forgive her as the person she was at the time. So what I, I don't know how I found out about this or if it was a suggestion by somebody, but I literally imagined her as that little girl that was wounded. And then I could do the forgiveness work with her. But that's the thing is like, most of us have been wounded as children. And that's the work, that's the work in connecting with that little, in that little child inside of us and recognizing that when, when we get wounded or traumatized as children, we kind of, we get stuck at that age. And when something happens that reminds us emotionally of that, whatever that was that caused us to, to get stuck there, we act out at that age. So thinking about that other person at, as yeah, they're acting like a five-year-old because that's all they know how to respond because they didn't learn any, anything differently. So being able to be uh, compassionate about that and learning, it took a long time. This is not something that's like an overnight thing. It's like, oh, yeah, now I can handle do that. You, you just remember that we're human, we're people, you know. And yeah, there are people out there who are not so, I mean, I don't know what you do about, what would you say you would do about somebody like Putin or Hitler or that? I don't know. You still that, pray for them, <laughs> whatever. But
1: that was actually my biggest healing was around
0: uh, Hitler. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was actually one of my biggest healings. Yeah. Uh, because I went into the quantum field of the infinite and I went into his, his field as like a his soldier tra- soul. Yeah. Soul soul. And I went into his childhood and my heart cracked open in ways that like, it brings tears to my eyes thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Because the amount of hurt that yeah. he experienced that was so stuck that that was how he projected. Yeah. And then, and then if we keep um, demonizing, <laughs> right. Those that perpetrate really heinous acts. Yeah. Um, we literally perpetuate the heinous acts because we don't heal it. And I want, I want the world to feel better.
0: Mm-hmm. That's you know, yeah, so I it's like, I can hear yeah. tearing up. I can see that. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, um, when these, when these types of people are put out there, it also gives us an opportunity to see that, you know, we also have the capacity as a human to, to, do behaviors like that. We choose not to, or we, you know, whatever that, whatever that is that keeps us from doing it, but we still have the capacity and that's where the compassion comes in. Mm. So, um, that's, that's one of the, there was something else I was going to say and it just totally slipped my mind, but that's okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, just being, able. oh, I know. And then people who have had like situations where, maybe a child, I remember reading this about a child that was killed by a drunk driver, or whatever the drunk driver went to prison and the parent went to the prison and forgave the person. Now that's like Jesus level stuff, mm-hmm. avatar level stuff, you know, for that, for them to be able to do that mm-hmm. is really powerful. Yeah. And that's what, that's why we're here is to be able to connect with that, with each other, with, um, higher power, whatever, whatever source, whatever you call it, whatever that looks like for you, that type of thing, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think, uh, you know, really the only thing left, cause we could go on here forever. I know, I know. So I don't know what to, um, the only thing left is just kind of sharing where do we say about, um, This is, this is Jane Ritz, Ritz. she's a spiritual guide, (laughs) or Jane the guide, and um, you can find her anywhere that you search online for um, Jane the guide, and uh, I don't know everything she does because I just met her, but she does a whole lot of stuff that's really in in this beautiful soul energy that I can feel with her right now. You will feel that too, (laughs) I'm sure of it. So, um, yeah, if there's anything you want to share about connecting with you or, yeah, um, here you go. (laughs) Yeah. If if you're
1: on any social medias, you know, Instagram and all of those, just look for Jane the Guide. My website's janetheguide.com. And I share on there regularly different events. I'm getting ready to launch a quantum spirituality initiation course where I'm going to be talking deeper about the quantum mechanics of the esoteric. So, um. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I do it in a way that I'm talking. So I mean, I talk like kind
0: of like real animated, kind of like a kid. Yeah. So that it's really accessible and understandable. And that's something, yeah. I've, I've been a big advocate about when you teach something to do it like at a third grade level. So it's like. Oh, I know what that is, right? I understand. Yeah. It is yeah. more fun. It to me is. It's just more Obviously fun to learn fun. something and yeah. to feel like I got that. Yes. Like I hate yes. being taught stuff where I'm like, I don't get it.
1: Hold up, hold yeah. up, hold yeah. up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she's know, really a good teacher. I mean, even last night I could I could I could see the little teacher. Were you a teacher? You I got that I, in. I, I, it's yeah. just part yeah. of so I mean it's just the connect co- connectivity that she has with you at this deep, deep level. Of just being fun and being with you and being present and and being able to have you see what she's saying just by just by how she's talking. So it's really it's really a a cool experience. Um, Thanks for that, for that reflection. That. Absolutely. Absolutely feels good. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it for now. And um, I'm going to be doing more of these as I as I'm going along the road. I don't know what they're going to look like. I don't know where I'm going to find people, but if you're out there, I'll be out there too. So you can find find me, whatever, whatever works. All right. So, um, thank you so much for being here. I'm Caroline Rina with my, my lovely accomplice, Jane, (laughs) and, um, you've been watching the Ride of My Life podcast. See you soon. Bye.